Hey guys, this is Tom speaking here from the upcoming first episode of a brand new horror podcast, initially labelled in the following intro as Super Horror Nerds. Now, I just wanted to add a tiny little prologue here to clarify that during the production and editing side of this inaugural episode, myself and my co-host Ryan have decided to rebrand the podcast as The Dreadcast. This is now the official name we will be going onwards with in the future. So that's about it. It was just a quick FYI at the beginning of the podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening and letting us nobody, small video game streamers slash mega horror nerds discuss horror for you in a comforting audio form. We hope. Now, please plug in and enjoy episode one of the Dreadcast. It's just a movie. No, it's not. To some people, the original is their favorite thing in the world. The movie that made them love horror that mom or dad showed them when they were 10 that bonded them together. And God help anyone who slightly fucks with that special memory who makes a movie they think disrespects it. It sounds like our killer is writing his own version of Stab 8, but doing it as a requel. Which is... See, you can't just reboot a franchise from scratch anymore. The fans won't stand for it. Black Christmas, Child's Play, Flatliners, that shit doesn't work. But you can't just do a straight sequel either. Uh, you gotta build something new, but not too new, or the internet goes above fucking nuts. It's gotta be part of an ongoing storyline, even if the story shouldn't have been ongoing in the first place. New main characters, yes, but supported by and related to legacy characters. Not quite a reboot, not quite a sequel, like the new Halloween, Saw, Terminator, Jurassic Park, Ghostbusters, fuck, even Star Wars, it always Always go back to the original. Okay, and we're recording. We are recording. Let's try this again for a third time now. A third yep. time. Third time's a charm. Welcome to the Super Horror Nerds. Uh, my name is Tom. My name is T. And we are just a couple of small streamers from the internet, as is everyone during these yep. lovely, lovely, tasty COVID days. Oh, so it's... we figured uh, we'd get together and just talk horror forever. Because yeah. I don't think many people have podcasts these days. Um, uh, we're probably I, one I, of the few that have now got one, I think. Yeah, I, I must admit, I don't think I've... I mean, I know of a few podcasts, horror ones, yeah. but I mean... Obviously, there's. I think we came in. So we, I had mine was from Dead Meat. Yours was from uh, Eli Ross. History of horror was that right? Yeah, yeah. history of horror. But I, I don't yeah. think there's just many podcasts in the world in general. We we're one of the no. few. Yeah, so you're lucky, listeners. You're lucky. You get you this pure entertainment with us exactly. two idiots, absolute yep. idiots, talking about horror. Exactly. Oh, so, it's gonna um, be so much fun little just quick intro we did as i said at the beginning this is the third attempt we did try a recording yes we did and it failed miserably three hours oh, poof gone Oof. gone gone down the, the toilet slashed slashed killed. yes exactly you're, a, you're no i was sitting there thinking the other day about that and it was like your pc literally became a slasher and was like nope yeah nope you're not doing that <laughs> oh you wanted to make a podcast now nope nope no final oh, girl dear. in this podcast but for this 
beautiful, beautiful inaugural. That's a big word, isn't it? Inaugural. Yeah, inaugural. Inaugural episode of the Super Horror Bros. Oh my God, I said it wrong. It's not the Super Horror Bros. It's the Super Horror Net. Don't worry, we'll get there in time. We'll get there. We'll get there. What we'll, we'll do there. is, I, I, we'll, we'll get on the back of the, obviously you can't see this, but what we'll do is on the back of our like respective walls, we'll just put a sign saying the Super Horror Nerds. So every time you're looking at the camera, you're like, okay, that's what it is. There we go. Just in case Look, we say it wrong. Checks notes. Checks notes. Nerds. Nerds. We're not bros. Nerds. We're nerds. Super Horror Nerds. 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 We are going to be talking about Scream or as you horror nerds out there might like to call it, Scream 5. Yes. The new one. The uh, the sequel, requel, reboot thing, whatever whatever you it is. It. To whatever be fair, to be fair, it out of all the horror franchises franchises that have tried to claw their way back, yeah, at least this continues, and that's what I appreciate yes, it about does. it. Um, I recording. Yeah. I was thinking and that actually before we. I think apart from Saw, this is actually one of the only franchises especially like in films that everything is canon a lot yeah. of other film franchises especially horror ones at some point i mean obviously the main one is halloween yeah they just like you it's so hard to know what is canon in that that film after a while but scream i think is it's mainly probably only because it's only got five films so they were like yeah okay we we haven't had a chance to mess this up yet that is so everything central is, halloween oh yeah it definitely is um <laughs> It really is. I'm just trying to work out because obviously they now obviously they did the Scream TV series, which as much as you don't want to cover this, I know we have to because technically it's in the franchise. We have to. How, Who says we have what, to? I know. Well, how, Who told I'm just us we taking have to? a look because the only thing is, I'm still angry about how the mask looks. Uh, well, it's the thing is it's set in. Uh, so the TV series is set in Lakewood, 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 not Woodsboro. Mm. So effectively. It's a different ghost face. Yeah, yeah. Um, because obviously the ghost face in the TV series, it's a, oh, it's a different kind of a mask because the person who plays okay, Ghostface modified it to not look like the Woodsboro one. Mm. But I don't know if the TV series is effectively film canon. Um, well, because it's not mentioned. Well, we'll give it a pass because yeah, we'll give it a pass. Like you, it like you said, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. And at least, like we said, at least the franchise tries to keep it together without retconning the shit out of itself. Yes, that's true. Uh, not not many do that. They really do just... Apart from Saw, Saw hasn't, but... While we're on this, I mean, we've got a, a somewhat written down schedule that we want to do for the podcast. But while we're on this, can you think of any other horror franchise over time that has managed to carry on without trying to retcon itself? Did Nightmare on Elm Street do do a good job at that? I feel like it oh, may yeah. have done. They did. Well, they tried to reboot it, didn't they? We don't talk about but, that. No, yeah, no. We don't I mean, they tried, that. but then I think after that, that was the last Nightmare on Elm Street. No, it wasn't. They did, um, they did, they did the, a new Nightmare come out. There are obviously smaller franchises that obviously can't really retcon themselves when they've only got two or three films in their series, but... When we talk about the grand scheme of things, the the, the major players, the big yeah. hitters, you got your, your yeah. Texas Chainsaw, your Nightmare, your Halloween, your Friday the Thirteenth. They they all they all they all kind of do. Point. Scream, I'd say, is the main one. Scream is probably the main one that hasn't tried yet. Completely um, persistent in 
keeping the story together. Apart from Saw, Saw hasn't either. If you think about it, so obviously they did Spiral, but Spiral was still in the same universe. And what about Jigsaw? Acknowledged... Uh, Jigsaw was in the same universe, wasn't it? I that's, I don't know. I never saw it. It looked Ooh. trash. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, the Saw films just got worse over time. But I mean, life, you knew at research. that point in time. You knew what was going on. Jigsaw, I don't think Jigsaw was a reboot. I think it was just a continuation. Um, That's uh, right, blah, blah, folks. Blah, blah, blah. We, um, we clearly know our horror stuff, so we're yeah. doing live research as we were. So, yeah. So, Jigsaw was a continuation of um, the Saw franchise, mm-hmm. but it just took place 10 years after uh, John Kramer had disappeared. Yeah. Well, died effectively um but it's still it still followed all the stories and spiral is set after jigsaw Mm. um but it's still and when you watch that it's not too bad of a film but it everything that happened before that they're like oh yeah do you remember the jigsaw guy and it's still canon so i would say saw and scream haven't tried yet um i think for a modern popular horror franchise yeah it's probably definitely them then that's yeah, an interesting, interesting, yeah, interesting point of view on it. Yeah. As far as as far as Scream being probably the main one, like you said, other than Saw, to yeah. keep it going, what did you think of Scream 5? Now, I actually really like this film. Um, I liked it more than some of the sequels they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've got to be honest, there are some moments in this film where I was sitting there and I was actually getting quite emotional because in terms of, I mean, obviously the first screen that came out, uh, Scream 96, it was obviously, it was a parody of horror films. Mm -hmm. So in some parts it was kind of funny. And you remember as, you know, horror fans, you'd be sitting there going, Oh yeah, I know there's rules. Oh yeah. But this one, I must admit there was, it's a lot. I thought it was a lot sadder than actually some of the other ones. It, a lot of the comedy wasn't there. And especially when you see the like how some of the characters have kind of what's the word um, lived after the last screen film, Screen yeah. Four, you can't help but be like, "Oh my god, your life sucks." Yeah, um, and they are obviously traumatized. So I I thought it was better than we're talking Dewey in particular. Yeah, Dewey. Yeah. Oh my god, for his example, life's, yeah, his life's just sucked. It, well, should we? I felt so bad for him. As far as um, you saying that, talking about Dewey, like quick synopsis so obviously yeah dewey is probably the main obviously dewey is probably the iconic character in scream obviously you got sydney but i would say that dewey is probably the linchpin you think um well maybe not the linchpin but obviously in i think scream three and scream three obviously sydney is the main character sydney's the one that all the ghost faces like you know she's the target except for scream three when i don't think she was so much but in all of them Dewey is the one who, let's face it, takes the brunt of most of the the, the hate. That guy can take a beating. He can that die. <laughs> um, and I think it's it's interesting because his life just it, when you see him when you find him in Screen Five, his life is just falling apart. It sucks. I mean, he's it sucks. he's an alcoholic. He's he's living in a trailer, and his life is just a mess. And you can't yeah. help but sit there going, "Oh my god, this is Dewey." Like the most one of the most lovable characters in this franchise, probably aside from Randy, because Randy was you know just iconic. Yeah. But I every time when I saw him, I'm like, oh no, what has happened to this poor bloke? 
And when he describes what he's gone through and his body's like taken, you're like, Jesus, man, is there anything else that's gone wrong for you? Um, no, I want to point point that this isn't spoilers, by the way, folks. We will no. get into spoilers eventually, but bit. not right now. No. This is just describing how Dewey's introduced. And he yeah. is in the trailer. If you have seen he the trailer is, yes. or not seen the trailer, this is not a spoiler. He is in no. the film, as are He's the, in the other original two. Uh, yes. the, the original three, Sydney, Gale, and Dewey, uh, yeah. are all in this. The legacies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say also, yeah, I... I enjoy. I really enjoyed it. I found myself when I was watching it feeling like I was watching the original Scream. It felt like it was kind of on those levels, and it was much better than a couple of the sequels. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. What did you think? I I agree. I agree. Oh, um, cool. As as far as before getting into it, I would I would say let's, let's say we have a tier list. I would personally yeah. go one, two, five, mm-hmm. yeah, three, four. Yeah, you, I would say that I, that? so I, so one, so I really liked one and two. Yeah, obviously one too. is me just, too. one is the classic. Um, two, obviously when you had the introduction of um, Billy Loomis's mother, I yeah. thought that was very clever. Um, Spoiler for a 20 year old film. <laughs> for a 20, yeah, 20 year old, oh, yeah, God, yeah, it's 20 years old now. Well, it's probably more um, than that. I can't remember when it came out, but. Uh... Well, Scream 1 came out 25 years ago. Yeah. So it's got to be close to over 20 years. Yeah. Um. And then I honestly can't remember what happened in three. So, uh, um, quick rundown: oh, it was on the movie set of one of the new stab films. Oh, and yeah, the director good. ended up being the killer, and he was Sydney's half brother, step brother. Oh God! Um, yeah, the that son was, the fourth... of someone her mum had boinked in her <laughs> younger years. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. And then Scream Four was um, the cousin, wasn't it? Oh God, that was. That was around oh. the time Scream Four was around the time when the word "viral" was taking oh, over the world. And yeah, it was all about becoming viral, and her cousin wanted to become a viral. But the thing it. is, <laughs> it's it's interesting to say that because obviously, yeah, like the viral stuff was going live, but of course, Scream is a parody. It's a parody of everything yeah. that goes on. It's very meta. This, I mean, especially Scream Five, it's super meta. Oh, yeah. Um, Good lord, yeah. Yeah, but. Again, it fitted at the time, but yeah, I would say, yeah, probably one, two, five, and then three and four, because I barely remember what happened to them. Yeah. Um, probably because they weren't that good. Um, I remember, well, four, for example, I watched on a pirated cam copy, and it was awful. Yeah, I must like... admit, I I think I did the same. I think I just <laughs> pirate downloaded it, because I'm like, I don't wanna, I'm not going to pay money to see these, because I've heard that they're rubbish. <laughs> yeah. As far as this film, yeah. Um, Kind of the same as you. Um, I was gonna, I'm going to quick quick synopsis of the film. Um, yep. Twenty five years later, yep, uh, yep. we get the same sort of intro before the title card. Yeah, like scary movies, blah blah, oh. blah blah blah, with our young victim. Quote quote victim. You yep. can't see me doing the fingers, but um, of course the uh, the voice of that one, Roger L. Jackson, is back. Same voice. I love the voice. The voice is so I- good. What I liked about this was obviously his voice. When you first hear it, I was sitting there and goes that his obviously his voice is older. It's twenty five years later. Yeah. But I sat there and I was like, that actually is quite clever because obviously sometimes it'd be like, yeah, make it the same voice. But hearing that age difference, I'm like, oh, his voice. If anything, it's actually gotten better. It was it's a lot more. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. more crackly, and I was like, oh, that adds a bit more of a weight to it. Yeah. Uh, 
there is one more thing as well as far as 25 years later as far as characters wise which i will bring up a bit later on in the episode that much like um ghostface's voice i thought looked mm. tremendous and this is just uh, based on the character but i'll get into that later yeah so killing killer's back yep favorite scary movie title card we're back in woodsboro the shit is happening again oh yeah we have to get the heroes back yep gail sydney dewey get the gang back together see what's going on see what we can do and see if we can catch this person yeah. and i think as well this is one of those films unlike your texas chainsaw like your, your, your basic slashers you don't know who the killer is no it's a scooby-doo it's a scooby-doo film yeah it's just and I a think scooby-doo that's what, i think that's what makes scream unique is it is your effect you're watching a murder mystery yeah obviously the murders are pretty graphic which you know is what you come to love yeah but it yeah. is you go into it and immediately because obviously you've got the rules yeah um but as you go into it and any characters introduce you like, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? You have no idea. Um, Which gets the, played like, about with the meta talk later on in the film. Oh, it so does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I I went into this film not knowing who the, obviously who the killer was. Obviously, we'll, when we mm. talk about spoilers in a minute, it'll become a bit more apparent. But I was like, oh, could it be them, 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 them? And there were so many. And I was like, this is bringing me back to the original Scream, which is when you're watching, you're like, it could be anyone. And they're all like, all the characters, like, especially in the first film, when it's uh, obviously Stu is having the high school chat and yeah. he starts acting very creepy. And you're like, oh, could it be him? You're like, no, that's too obvious. Is that obvious? And that's what I think Scream does very well with the murder mystery is it makes you think right up to the end where they're like, and it was uh, who did it. And he would have got away with it if it wasn't for those pesky kids. There's never a dog in it, though, which is always a shame. I think they should do that in the next one. They have a just like a Great Dane that runs past. It's like, oh, excuse me. Just high off snacks. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Oh, bring bring Matthew Lillard back in. A stew. And you've yeah, got, I know. You've got your Scooby-Doo horror film. <laughs> there you go. Even do the voice. That'd be amazing. <laughs> be fantastic. Yep. Um, so, I mean... I, I'll admit I was quite brief with the synopsis slash plot, but there's not really much else to say about the plot. It's no, there is Ghostface's back. We know if you know Scream, you know Ghostface. Yeah. So you bring Sydney, Gale, and Dewey back, and the new, the new, the new crop new of crew. characters, the, the new yeah. younger generation that are in, that are in it, well, band together, and it's just trying to figure out who who is the killer. It's interesting because obviously we talk about bringing the OG characters back, but actually quite a few. They're not the only three, because obviously okay. you've got Judy Hicks, who was in one of the earlier films. Uh, she, was in her, four. she was in it. She was in four. Mandy yeah. Meeks, she was in uh, two, or she was mentioned in two. Sorry, Randy Whoa. Meeks' sister. Was it two or three? Wait, sorry. Uh, did you say Randy's sister? Yes, yeah, so Randy's sister's in it. Was she in two? Well, she's—I don't think she's in it, but she's mentioned. But oh, they okay, obviously bring it, her back again. Yeah, yeah. Um, although, yeah. interestingly enough, she plays the mother of. Uh, two of the characters in this film yes but she's only like five years older than one of them they're very close in age it's quite amusing um <laughs> but there you go but i tell you i'll get into it a little minute because it's this something i want to i'll talk about some certain characters in a minute but i don't want to give it away just yet um yeah yeah because we'll, it's we'll quite interesting the characters you... oh yeah 
Well, I'll get into, it's more of a spoiler. Well, not a spoiler, but it's more. Oh, of we got plenty of spoilers trivia. to get into. Oh God! And if you don't like spoilers, you can stop listening now. And thank you for listening yes. to 15 minutes of the Super Horror Nerds. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate it. It's been a good run for us. Um, yep. We managed to get 15 minutes recording finally, so that's good. Um, but to sum up, for me, the film I I enjoyed it. I was yeah. pleasantly surprised because of the fact I felt yes. burnt by Halloween Kills. I felt, yeah, <laughs> no pun intended, oof. I felt incredibly burnt by that. And I, yeah. I, I enjoyed Halloween 2018, but Halloween Kills did it for me. And that's why yeah. I was a bit apprehensive with, oh God, okay, another Scream. They're doing this again for another yeah. franchise. We know Texas Chainsaw is coming out at the end of the month. Yeah. And like, but- all right, I'll go see it. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is actually watchable. This is enjoyable. See, I, I have a I few share issues. That I had a few yeah, I, issues. They're very minor issues that, in my opinion, being a OCD freak of nature, uh, I would have picked out if I was making the film myself. But um, yeah. you can let half of that stuff slide. As yeah. a film, as a scream horror film, it worked really well. You did, yeah. I, I mean, I same as you. When I, when they announced it, I was kind of like, oh god, it's gonna suck. Um, it's gonna be a remake, especially with Halloween Kills. But actually, I think when we get into the meta stuff, yeah. They, can't, I think, even the writers were like, "Okay, people are going to assume it's going to be rubbish." However, let's play on that, and yeah. I think, like you said, they did it very well. So, I have um, before we go into spoilers yeah. and more meta talking thoughts. I, have, I do have a question for you: How was your cinema experience in general as a whole watching it? Because I think the only film I had been to see in the cinema during the Powell yeah. pandemic was Halloween Kills. And that was okay, but yeah, I was a bit, same. I'm still apprehensive for going to the cinema. And yeah, this, I had, there was, it was okay this time. It was a bit, ugh, had, had a few iffy moments, but how was yours? I mean, I thought I was late to the show because I turned up and then I thought I, because obviously I saw it in Watford. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was heading there because I saw it Friday night and I was driving there I was like yeah it doesn't take me long to get here and then by the time I got there I went to park in the car park yeah. and they closed two of the car parks so I was driving around trying to find a space actually no they closed off quite a few and by the time I got in I walked to the, the wrong way to go through the centre of the town had to turn around walk back and by this time it was what 10 to 9 and I was like oh my god I've missed the first 10 minutes Luckily, I hadn't. And then, but I mean, I was one of Jesus. Like, maybe there was less than twenty people when I was seeing right, it. Right. Okay. Um. But honestly, I mean, I saw the only film I'd seen in the cinema was again Halloween Kills. Yeah. Um. Which I, I honestly, I kid you not, I almost fell asleep. I was so bored. <laughs> I was so annoyed at that film. It was so bad. Mm. But this one, I must admit, the time went by so quickly. Yeah. Um. And I think that was because when I was watching it, in the back of my mind. I was trying to work out who it was. And I kid yep. you not, I had so many theories on who it was. Um, and I think that helped the time go past. Because it's, with some like slasher films, sometimes, you know, they build up slow or they just rush into everything. And then you kind of sit and they go in, all right, well, nothing's going to happen now because this is just them trying to escape, blah, blah, blah. But with this one, I don't know. It was, I really enjoyed, I think I had a, as, I don't know, a cinematic experience going through a you know pandemic yeah. it was quite relaxing i mean i was quite relaxed um yeah, yeah i think overall it was i enjoyed it. obviously 
Yeah, I would say I enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed this film. I, I had a good time watching this. You sound like you were fortunate enough to not have a full theatre as well. Yeah, um, no, my, my theatre was did. empty. Yeah. Yeah, I unfortunately did. When, when we first booked our tickets, um, my plan was I'm going to go at 10 p.m. on a yep. Saturday night thinking yeah, that yeah. people have already been to see it they're not gonna who goes out to a cinema at 10 p.m you normally come back from the cinema at 10 p.m and then go yeah, out that's true so i managed to get originally booked tickets there was no one else in the screen and then when we got there it was like three quarters full yeah and there there were people on their phones throughout the film oh. I mean, i'm not talking they're not talking but on their phones like people down the few rows in front yeah. of me i could see the screen bugs there the crap were Two guys that walked in halfway through, sat down. What? Then turned around and goes, what film is this? Uh, w w what's the film? Oh, my God. I, in my mind, I'm like, no one answer this dick. No one answer this guy. Yep. No one did, thankfully. And then the security guy came in and just escorted them out. But who does that? Who does that? <laughs> Walks into well, a film like that and just says, what, what is it? What is I, it? I, have a funny, I have a funny cinema story for you. Go for it. Um, oh, it was so. It was when I went to see Deadpool two. Oh yeah. Um, and so I now thinking it wasn't my fault. It was actually the cinema's fault because I think they put the wrong time up uh, when the film started. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to see Deadpool two. I usually I go to see films by myself if I'm not going with the misses. And Which, uh, I went to FYI, people. There is nothing wrong with that. No, you can go by yourself to the cinema. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, I've gone many a time. I mean. Same. One time I went to see Jurassic uh, Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, and I kid you not, I went at like 10 o'clock on a Wednesday. I wasn't working. There was no one it's else great. in the cinema. It was great. The security bloke kept coming in. He looked around. He looked at me and I was like, yeah, it's just me. And he went, all right, I'll leave you to it. He didn't come <laughs> again. Um, but I went to see Deadpool. I went to see it in the Everyman and Jared's Cross, quite the oh, nice yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is and nice. I think it was, what was it? It was about, I think, like 8.30, something like that. It was an evening show. Um, and the film said, oh, film starts at 8.30. So I went in. I got my ticket, everything. Um, and the guy was like, okay, right, well, you can go in. It's like, cool, it was 8.30, right, cool. So I went in, and the cinema, the cinema, the show, the room wasn't that full. So I walked in. I had to walk across two people, walked all the way in, and sat down and looked at the screen and going, oh, these must be the adverts. And as I was sitting there, I could see that some other people were kind of looking around at me going, what the hell is going on here? And as I looked at the screen, I went, this is the last film. And they were still showing the film <laughs> that was before mine. And I sat there and went, oh my God, I've just walked into the ending of a film. And then everyone else left and I just sort of sat there going, oh shit. Okay, right. It's my film going to start. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, they put my film was starting at 830 and it was at that point in time, it was about 8.40. And I was like, right, they put the wrong time up. And everyone left apart from me. And then, oh, bless him. The guy from downstairs, the, the ticket guy, he came up afterwards. Yeah. And he came up next to me and went, sorry, so he goes, sorry, are you, are you all right here? Are you okay? And I was like, <laughs> I'm fine. I, went, I think I've got the wrong time. Cause, and I explained it to him. And the guy went, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It doesn't start for like another 15 minutes. It's like... I've gathered that. And he went, oh, yeah, sorry about that, mate. He went, would you like a cup of tea or something? And I was like, that'd be nice. And he brought me this cup of tea. And he went, I'll tell you what, I won't ask you to leave. Just stay here. It's fine. What? And because he knew that if I'd left the room, I'd have to walk past everyone I'd just walked in front of. 
and the guy was like, we won't embarrass you like that again. And I was like, yeah, just leave me here. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, That's that was fantastic. a fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah. I caught the end of the last film. I have no idea what film it was, but yeah, it was just the fact that everyone was looking at me and I'm like, what are you guys all looking at? And I was like, oh my God. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You, I know could, what's happening you could have been that person, that dickhead that walked in and go, what's the film? Yeah. What am I watching? Deadpool 2? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's my, there's, there's my funny uh, cinematic experience for you. Yeah. I love it. So should we get into spoilers? Because yes. the plot, it's... the plot was, is so thin to describe without spoilers, in my opinion. Um, I mean, basically i think the what obviously there is a massive spoiler which we'll get into in a second yes but i mean obviously if you're not if you don't worry if you're not you haven't seen the film yet and you don't care about spoilers keep watching if you you know you want to see the film obviously see the film because this might ruin you but i would say the biggest spoiler for this is is actually if you're watching this film as i put it you're actually just watching the first screen film it's basically it's scream 1996 again mm-hmm. um and I realized that when I came out, I was like, I've just watched the first screen film. But actually, the plot of the film is that's actually the intention of it, which with is a very twist. Clever. It's like it's with like a with twist, a, the first, yes. first film with a twist in a way and not a yeah. not an M like Shyamalan, Lamalan, Malan twist. No, who is mentioned in this film? It's quite funny. He, he is actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many great. I mean, it's obviously you've got Samantha Carpenter, who is obviously there playing a march to John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, Wes Hicks is obviously Wes Craven, obviously the late director of the rehearsed screen film. But Wes, um, there, yeah. are, there are obviously that's getting a bit meta, I suppose you could say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously the mo for the killers is they are they are trying us. to make they're us. Yes, in, in, in not in a in a uh, killing way. <laughs> no, we're not going around killing people, but it's it's fans. Yeah. The mo for the killers are fans. Obviously, they the two killers. They're fans of the in-universe stab films, and they hate the way that uh, the stab franchise has gone. Which actually mirrors, obviously, our thoughts. Obviously, we're going off Halloween Kills, and we were both super unhappy with it. I think that's the best is, example, it, the Halloween franchise, to yeah. go parallel with it. Yeah, um, and the two killers are trying to make a requel or uh, whatever they call it, a reboot sequel thing, where they want to bring stab back on the roots. Yeah, um, back on track, not roots. Um, but their way of so doing we, it is by killing people for real. Yeah. It's by killing people <laughs> and mirroring the original screen film, which is actually yeah. what you're kind of watching. Because um, when the characters all introduce the click, you're like, okay, well, that's clearly Sydney. That's obviously the jock. That's the nerd. Um, there's Randy. There's Randy. You've got the weird one. Um, yeah. And yeah, you just see it goes, okay, you've got the odd lot. I must admit, the only one character did say was uh, Liv. Was it Liv? Yeah, Liv. I must have, yeah, Liv was the, the blonde, the one with the multicolored hair. Um, yes, yeah. yeah she, 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 was... just, she stuck out to me. I was kind of like, okay, she doesn't really fit this click. Mm. But, um, and it, but again, it's great because meta-wise, they just like, yeah, you're just sort of a weird one. You don't really fit. Um, yeah. I, I gotta be honest, as you're saying this, I hadn't, I hadn't clicked the, um, you could relate each character back to a character in the first film. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it makes sense now. It really yeah. does, well, I mean, actually. Yeah. Part of obviously the plot of this film is, as you find out, is a lot of the newer characters yeah. are all related to OG characters. Yes. Um, so you got you got the Meek. Uh, what are they called? Oh, the Meek. Yeah, the um, Meeks Martins. Mindy and Chad. Mindy and Chad are obviously the nephew and niece of Randy Meeks. Yep. 
Um, you have Wes Hicks, who is obviously the son of Judy Hicks, who was in Scream 4, as we said. Um, who else have we got? Um, you have... actually, no, I think that's, I think that's well, about it. Not, not so much related, but Amber. Um, yep, Amber. Amber is not so much related, but they moved into the original Scream house. Yep, where the original being, make, uh, house. She's already a, uh, an incessive horror fan. So ah. moving into the Scream house just spurred her on. Um, yeah, the other th actually, uh, Liv McKenzie, who obviously is the is. So a lot of people said, "Oh, she's the odd one out because she doesn't seem to be related." Yeah. Um, but it's theorised that she is actually related to Drew Barrymore's character's neighbours, who were the McKenzies. Fantastic. So that's where they think that's from. Yeah. Okay, um, let's let's get all these these characters together. So we open with. Uh, what's uh, let me Tara. just looking through IMDb. Tara, Tara being the Drew Barrymore, uh, yes. being harassed by Ghostface, attacked in her house, stab, 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 kill, 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 or mm. not or because not. she no. survives. Which I've got to no. be honest, annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't find, I didn't find it annoying. I actually like, oh, that's different. That's interesting. It is different. Yes. Um, but I mean, it's almost scene for scene. A create a recreation of the original scream yes. with one difficulty obviously you get the iconic let's play a game yeah um and then he he obviously asked about stab trilogy uh stab trivia sorry but the difference is is when she gets stuck on a question she doesn't know she gets her cell phone out and she starts imdbing it and i sat there went that's really clever because it back in good. the 90s if when the, she asked drew barrymore that question she went uh, I, I, I don't know. I, she had nowhere to do it, but now, of course, you're like, I'm just going to quickly Google it. Yeah, and I went, that's a very good modern take of that. Um, yeah, but yeah, she really she was. gets. I mean, Ghostface mocks her up. Jesus, I mean, what? Yeah, she gets yeah, she, That was brutal. That was oh, brutal. Yeah. Um, she gets she gets it bad, but as you said, she survives. Now, yeah, because of that attack, um, this brings in um, her sister who was contacted about her attack. Now, in my opinion, her sister, um, character named Sam, yep. worst performance in the film. It was not, in a bad, not in, not in uh, she's an awful actress. I'm saying compared to everyone else, she was the weakest, in my opinion. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. she was the weakest. Tara, Tara trounced Tara her in acting, um, oh, as yeah. did Mindy, in my opinion. So, yes. sister comes back in uh, with her partner, who we are introduced to at the beginning. Yep, Richie, uh, who Richie. is the Richie. Jack Quaid. Yeah, who, in my opinion, which uh, I I didn't trust, and again we yep. are we're we're told not to trust him throughout the film. Oh, no, we're not. By Dewey. Yeah, um, Dewey. Uh, Dewey comes in and says, "I mean, going off the rules again, um, it, which is always don't trust the love interest. Um, never trust the love. I can't remember all the rules. Never trust the love interests. I, I, can't which, I mean, I have an interesting." Um, I have an interesting theory about this, but we'll get to it once we've done a few more spoilers. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we were, obviously we were introduced to Richie um, and they travel back to Woodsboro um, to meet where obviously she meets her sister. And she probably drops one of the biggest clanger bombs that I didn't see coming, um, which of course is she reveals that she is in fact the daughter of Billy Loomis, the original one of the original two uh, ghost fist killers. Um, yep. which I must admit, I was sitting there going, well, shit, I didn't see that coming. No, I um, had no idea how that, uh, I, I was, I was expecting them to link it somehow 
to yeah. the old characters, but not in that way. Not at all. Now, when see when they announced when she revealed that she was Billy Loomis's daughter, mm. my, literally, I was like, "She's the killer." Then it must be her. Yeah. Maybe like it's passed down the line. They all become psychotic. Yeah. Um, I must admit, the one thing that did bug me though was very heavily in this film. They always refer to Billy Loomis as the Ghostface killer. They never really mention Stu Maker. And no, I must never. admit, it really annoyed me because I'm like, both of them were the killer. Um, and I didn't like that so much. I thought they were kind of I think it's probably because him. Billy was more of a main character than Stu because he was Cindy, yeah. C- C- I, Cindy's love interest. I, oh, this now, right. Quick tangent. Very quick, very quick tangent. Yep. I always get confused in my head about Sydney and Cindy. Sydney yep. is a scary movie. Cindy... No, yep. oh fuck! I've got it wrong again. No, Cindy. Sydney is scream. Cindy yep. is scary movie. Right, done. Uh, Moving on. Because <laughs> he one was Sydney's Campbell. boyfriend. That's the one. Yeah. Because he was Sydney's boyfriend, and Stu was the. I don't know. He was kind of like comic. He was comic, comic relief. He was in a in a way. He was him and Randy were kind of comic relief. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, kind. Okay. That's my theory as to why they. Just focused a little bit more on it being Billy and not so much Stu. Yeah, Stu got okay. the recognition of we mo- Amber's family moved into the house that Stu and Billy killed. Them yeah, in, so. I mean, to be fair, I mean most of the bloodbaths that happened in the Scream House happened in that house. Yeah, um, why you would buy that house, I don't know. <laughs> goes back it's to like, the oh, Halloween. Is- goes back to Michael Myers's house. Yeah. Why was that house not destroyed? This is the original Maker house. You'd be like, yeah, no, tear it down. Just tear it yeah. down. Completely. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So we've got Sam and Richie back with uh, Tara in the hospital where she's recuperating. We also then yep. get to we get to know our new crew of kids, as we've described. We've got the we've got Randy's niece and nephew. We've got um, a young girl called Liv, uh, a young girl called Amber, oh, Amber. and Wes, and they're, they're all they're all high school friends. What I yep. loved, what I loved, I loved, I loved. We didn't focus on high school drama. We didn't focus on no. being maybe one scene at high school. And that was it. And it's it's outside, yeah. And it's very quick. Loved it because that doesn't happen near enough. Near near enough. No. And actually, it's interesting you mentioned that because obviously, yeah, the original screen set in the nineties, it was very heavily high school. There were mm. scenes in the school. Um, it was high school drama that was going on at the same time as well as this killer. But they don't mention. It. And there's a uh, there's a scene that I really loved in this film, which it and it's meta as well, which is great. It's Later on in the film, uh, obviously, there's a big party going on, and uh, Mason, uh, oh no, sorry, Chad uh, is obviously dating Liv at the time. Yep. And Liv says, All right, let's go upstairs. You know, let's have a bit of boinky boinky. Mm. And Chad turns around and goes, Is that really a good idea? It's like, Dude knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. And I sat there with, See, he's, see, he's had influence from Randy and Randy's sister and gone, If there's ever a kill on the loose, don't go have sex. Yep. Because it will be so bad. And actually, I went, See, he's learnt the rules, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going anywhere alone with you." Um, and I went, "That's clever. That's very good writing." As it's such a weird reality, the Scream universe, if you think about it, because yeah, of it is. We all the classic horror films rely on these tropes in a way. Oh yeah, and then us as fans in our real life know these tropes, yep. and we're like, "Oh, okay, they're going to do it." But Scream is like this bridge. Yeah, it's like limbo reality bridge in between fiction and our reality let's get yeah. deep now where is, they yeah. reference they're referencing the tropes that we know but at the same time it's not real it's a fictional story 
that is it's referencing like, real life films. It's 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 really it, clever. It's like you have, like you said, you got our world, which is world one. Then you have Scream, which is like world 1.5. And yeah. then you have all the, the horror universe, which is world two. And yeah, Scream is that, like you said, that weird bit in the middle where they're like, yeah. we know this is what you're thinking. So we're just going to put it in a film. Yeah, it, um, it's it's bafflingly interesting. It's it's yeah. fascinating how it's very well written. Very well written. Yes. Um, so with when the, when the gang all gets together, Randy's niece and nephew, who, in my opinion, his niece, uh, Mindy, she's one of my favorite characters in the film. She is very good, isn't she? She's the female Randy. And she goes through yeah. describing about how this is a requel, how mm. it's happening again. It's not a reboot. Yep. It's not a remake. It's a requel. For the life of me, I can't remember how she describes what a requel oh, is. Oh, it's... Um, so it's a, I think she said it's a sequel... But at the same time, it's it, you're reinventing some of the That's original. It. Yeah, you're not you're not completely redoing it, but you're taking what worked and you're yeah. just making it slightly better. Um, which again, when you watch Screen Five, which again is why they don't call it Screen Five. Yeah, they just call it Scream because effectively you are just watching the first film, but they've modified it very slightly. Yeah, um, and then they they show them. Oh, is it, a, is it a behind the scenes of the the stab films where they're they're talking about how they the new stab I mean, film was just going to be called Stab? Yeah, they talk which about relates the, the to Scream being called Scream. So they're it's very on the nose, but they're not taking itself too seriously. They're taking the piss out of themselves. What? Yeah. What is really? I mean, it doesn't get much more meta than watching a watching a Scream film. Yeah. And then when you watch it, you're watching a screen film within a screen film because throughout this film, you get to watch the fictional stab film. Yeah. So effectively, you're like, I'm watching Scream 5 pretending to be the first Scream and inside it, I'm watching Stab, which is pretending to be Scream as well. So you're watching three layers of the same film, um, which is very funny because you get to... I don't know how to describe it. It's just very odd. It's like Incept. It's like Screamception. You're watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you said. They mention obviously they go off mentioning the titles, which she says, you know, obviously Friday the Thirteenth, um, Halloween, and Stab all got to a point where they're like, right, we're just and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's the sequel, but it's called the same. It's just the same thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. God, yep. this film is so bloody meta. <laughs> it's oh, so God. damn meta. So once we get the full-on exposition scene of what the film is, in a way, like when, when, they're, when they're all sitting together describing the requel, yeah. how, how this should play out, how the killer is going to work, it then goes on to your basic scream slash film. People get picked off one by one yeah. until we start heading down to a party in the Scream House again. It's Haven't act seen that three. before. Yeah, Act Three, yeah. the party in the Scream House. Oh. Um, with the the bits of like, I'm going to the basement to get beer, which is yes, what happens in yes. Scream, where she goes to the garage. You've got oh. Mindy lying on the couch, as Randy did, watching Stab, yeah. as Randy did, while Ghostface is behind her. Yeah, just like what happened in Scream One, that happened in Stab. It. It's a loop. It's a fucking yeah. loop. What is great about that is the fact that as you're watching that scene with Mindy on the couch, she's watching the film. She's yelling at TV going, he's behind you. It's happening. And then you just, 
And then you watch, you just see her sitting there going, wait, hang on. And as she looks around, she's like, yeah, it's happening to you. Yeah. And it's just yeah. this moment of, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So while all this is happening, we've obviously got Sydney. I got it right. I got it right. Sydney, Gale, and Dewey yep. returning to form in the film. Yes. Um, the the thing you mentioned earlier about Dewey is is really true to the point that it's he's, oh, yeah. he's, his story arc in the film is really depressing. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's what a he's broken man and... in this. Um, I mean, he said, what did he say? He goes, you know, he, he turns around and says, you know, I've, he got stabbed nine times by four different ghost faces, which at that point in time, like, I'd be out of that town. I would have left. I'm not staying around. It's like stabbed that nine country. different times. Um, he's got like severe nerve damage. He can't walk properly. He's an alcoholic. Him and Gail have got divorced. Yeah. And you just think, Jesus Christ, what else can happen to this poor bloke? Um, which, uh, <laughs> spoiler. Yeah. Um, no, you can go into it. We're talking about spoilers. Right. So the biggest spoiler of this film is Dewey dies. Yeah. Um, and I must admit, I went into this film and I sat there and goes, all right, because obviously they bring back their legacies and immediately then true horror fans are going one of them has to die exactly i 100 percent agree one of them had to die and i i i watched people who read about this and i think like 99 percent of the people agree it's like it had to be dewey because his death would have his death lit it's such a shocker mm -hmm. but the thing is you know it's coming there's a scene in the hospital um as tara's Tara, recuperating tara's recuperating everyone in sunny vanishes and his sister and Richie are stalling for time because they know they're trying to get to Tara because they know he's gone back for her. Yeah. Yeah. And they all turn up, not sorry, Richie, it's um, Dewey and they get their ghost face attacks. He knocks out Richie and then Dewey manages to shoot the killer. And then as they get in the lift to escape, he stops and he goes, right, you've got to shoot him in the head, yeah. which I think is a very clever reference to Dawn of the dead, which is zombies, which is you always got to shoot him in the head. I like that. And then as soon as those doors close, Amelia sat there and went, he's, he's fucked. Yeah. That's it. And I went, this is the, this is the death scene. Um, yeah. And he dies horrifically. He gets it bad. He gets it yeah. bad. Um, he, my, I, mean, I, I have oh. an issue with it, though. I have an issue with it. Oh, yeah? Um, and the issue, well, we're gonna, uh, the, the way I'm going to have to get into the issue is spoiling who the killers are. Now, this is interesting because I think you and I, this was something I wanted to bring up because I yeah. think we have the same problem. Um, so, but then I have an interesting theory on it. Uh, fast forward into the end. The killers are Richie. Bum, bum, yep. bum. Well, love interest. Love interest. And Amber. Um, yes. As we described Which, earlier, her family moved into the original Scream house. She was now, a hardcore horror fan and whatnot. Oh, yeah. She's a, she's a, I mean, a rap, the, both of them are rabidly obsessed with Stab. Now, yeah. it's interesting you mentioned the love interest because I thought that I personally think that Amber is actually also a love interest. And I think it's very subtly hinted that she's a love interest or for Tara. I think okay. she's got big feelings for Tara because at, when obviously the big, you know, the act three bloodbath is going down. Yeah. Yeah. They tie Tara up. She ties her up. She doesn't yeah. kill her. And when I saw that, I was like, that's odd because they're going to kill everyone. But why would they not kill up? Why would they not kill Tara? So, of course, initially, yeah. I'm like, Tara's one of the killers. But then when it's revealed she's not, I was like, that's why have they done that? And I think it's because Amber has feelings for Tara and she doesn't want her to die. 
That but, could you know. that could make sense because of the fact Tara wasn't killed in the opening scene. Yeah. Why? Like, why would? So, so we so we've established the killers of this film are Richie, the boyfriend, yeah, and Amber, uh, one of Tara's friend. Now they met. I think they met on a forum. Big horror, big stab yeah. fans, big horror big fans, horror and they joined it. So, if Amber was the one attacking Tara at the beginning, that might explain why Tara didn't die. Yeah, because she, yeah, she'd never, she intended to hurt her, but maybe she did so in a way that she knew she wouldn't die. Because we, obviously it cuts to the title screen, it does the slash and scream. But yep. w- what happened? Like, did the police turn up and then Ghostface, she's like, Amber's like, shit, I got to run away. Because she stabbed the shit out of her. She, she oh, well, yeah. decimated she, her. She, was, she stabs her through the hand, she breaks her leg, she stabbed so, her multiple times in the back. If it was Richie, why would she... I mean, maybe Richie did have the the motive to stop so that it would it would get the ball rolling now, for the stab film. See, now I do have a theory, but I'll keep Go. it for a, a little bit later. So my okay. my theory is so my theory is it's potentially hinted at that there is a third ghost face. No way, killer. Yeah. Well, so basically, now I think this is going to play into. So obviously, you've got an issue with Amber being ghost face. I'm assuming. Um, potentially a, a little the, and yes because we were talking about dewey's death so let me let me sidetrack back to that the, yeah. the reason i have a problem with amber being the one that killed dewey because she is the one that killed dewey she admits because richie is was in the scene obviously not yeah. dressed as she is uh small because small comparing yep. her strength to dewey yeah. who was who was an officer of the law not anymore and is a uh, is five foot ten so he's pretty tall she um, overpowers the hell out of Dewey. <laughs> yeah, just just for clarification, the actress that plays uh, Amber, Mickey. Uh, so let me just find her name. Mikey. It's Mickey. Sup- it's Mike. Yeah, it's Mikey something. Mikey um, Madison. There we go. Mikey Madison is only five foot three. She's yep. very short. Uh, well, she's average height probably uh, for a, for a lady, but she is five foot three. Uh, David Arquette is five foot ten and a half, so he is a tall lad. Um, and yeah, this is a problem I had as well. As I, when she admits that she killed him, I was like, "That's impossible." Yeah. I mean, in this film, Ghostface is is around six foot six foot one. He's tall. Yeah. And yeah, there is abs. I think someone pointed out there's a zero percent chance that if it was Amber, she could do half the stuff she did. Um, especially if you look at the way that Dewey died. I mean, she stabs him in the front and in the back and it has yeah. him on his tiptoes and for a, a teenage girl of her build that's impossible yeah and and the point of uh she has um dewey pinned down on the floor yeah, trying to is... pier- pierce the knife into his neck while Stu- uh, i keep saying stewie dewey is trying to hold her <laughs> off he yeah. is struggling to hold her off oh yeah like, i mean yeah this that, brings that was me a... to my theory on, which is when Richie is stabbed, obviously he looks horrified. And my theory is when he sees that ghost face and he gets attacked by him, he's looking at it going, that's not in his mind. I'm hope, wondering if that's done potentially because that's not Amber. Mm. And he's seen this other killer and gone, who the fuck is that? And it's not Amber either. So he's thinking, oh my God, there's, is there, could it be that there is a third one running around? Man, unfortunately, that is now making me think of Scary Movie 1. Yeah. Because um, the killers, Ray and Bobby, yeah, Stu and Billy, are yeah. 
the killers, but they're acting as a cop. They're kind of acting as copycat killers because the real killer yeah, is yeah, yeah. Doofy. Yeah, exactly. So this uh, could, I mean, Richie and Amber could kind of be acting as copycat killers in a way. And that's the thing because, I mean, the MO for the two killers, Amber and Richie, it's not personal. That's the thing. It's not personal. No, they not make at it all. clear it's not. They're doing it because they they hate the fact that stab it sucks. Yeah, which is interesting because when Dewey dies, mm. Ghostface says it's an honor, and you're sitting there thinking, if it's not personal, what? Is, why have they said that? And I, my theory, mm. is it's actually Stu. That Ghostface, it's one of it's Stu who never died, and I think it's potentially Stu who has no, gotten out of prison. Yeah. You never saw him die. He probably bled no. out quite a lot. But um, he probably bled out. But it's you never know what happened to him. That would be a. F I I would appreciate that being the case yeah. of Scream Six if Ghostface is back. But hmm, is it Stu? Yeah. yeah, that would that would it that would be. really work. Um, which fun fact, by the way. Um, obviously earlier you said, "Oh, it'd be great if you could have Matthew Lillard back." Mm. He is actually in this film. Go on. So when you know when they get the big party at the end um it's amber's party she's having a party at the maker house and someone says the word someone off screen looks at her and goes ah oh, cool party freeman that is actually matthew lillard <laughs> fantastic but when obviously richie is watching again when richie is watching the, the weird stab eight knives out kung fu ghost face crap yeah um the person voicing that ghost face is again matthew lillard okay but they brought back, I mean, they brought back in the party, they brought back Adam Brody, Hayden Panettiere, um, yeah. Harry Winkler. They're all in that party in the background. I hadn't even noticed. That's I didn't that's notice great. either. That's great. But yeah, they're all hidden around the scene, um, okay. which I thought was really funny. But yeah, I think potentially Scream 6 is going to address that there is a third one running around, which would explain the height difference. Because otherwise, either they didn't realize and they just went it's too late just go with it it was done as a meta reference which is why they're like all slashes are six foot tall and above we know she's only five foot three you know who cares yeah or it's not amber or richie and it was a third one who was like i'm here as well i prefer that i mm. actually really prefer that and yeah i mean i don't i don't need to see another screen film but it, no, that would be a good way to do it. That would be a great mm. way to do it. So obviously out of the three um, returning legacy characters, yep. Dewey was the one that took took the, he took got the L. Took the, he got <laughs> he got mega I said took the L because we we wanna we wanna we wanna cater for the younger audiences and that's what the younger generations say, don't they? He, they, took, they he took, took the L hard. He took the L hard oh, for the team. Um geez. but Sydney and Gail, I mean they don't they don't get out scot free. Um, no, they don't they well Sydney I, Oh no, yeah, she she gets a bit messed up. What I do like is that they're not forced in your fate. They're not shoved no. in your face throughout the film as as your main characters and the thing there was one link that i wanted to bring back to was this feels very similar to other big franchises that have come back and not just horror mm. you remember star wars force awakens yeah. how yeah. you had to bring back 
Han Solo, Leia. Leia. Oh god, I can't Luke. remember. Luke. Luke at the end, and Han dies. Yeah, he does. Dewey dies. But you've still got the new crop of Ray. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finn and Poe. I think that was their names. Yep. I am so out of place with Star Wars at the moment because it they got so over this, the top. I kid you not. Uh, Screen Five has a massive like hard on for hating on Star Wars. They rip it to pieces. Um, but again, I mean, it's mainly about toxic fandom, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, completely. And Star Wars, the Star Wars crowd can be a bit protective. Fun fact, a uh, little fun fact about Sydney. Um, yeah. The line where she said, uh, I think it was it's Dewey that asks, or Ga- well, is it with Gail or Dewey that asks her on the phone when we were first introduced to Sydney again? Um, Do you have a gun? She Dewey, was meant it, to yeah. just say, um, she was meant to just respond going, yes. Oh, okay. She improvised that and said, "Of Sydney Prescott, of course I've got the fucking gun." <laughs> nice. Because I think that's, that's such cool. a better line. That's such a better line because just that line shows what she's gone through in the last four yeah. films. Because of course um, she's got the fucking gun. She's probably got a fucking arsenal of guns. I must admit, I I really enjoy. I really liked to see how Sydney had been able to escape from Woodsboro. I mean, she's. I don't know where she moved. I think she moved to uh, no Chicago or somewhere. She's moved yeah. somewhere. Uh, she's gotten married to Mark uh, from Scream 4 or something. She's got two kids. And you're like, yeah, she's out. Yeah. And she even, even when Dewey's on the phone to her and she says, look, it's happening again. Don't come back. She even sits and goes, I'm not coming. Of course, I'm not coming back. And I was like, yes. But of course, then you're kind of like. She had to come back. What? Why? You're in this film. Of course, you're coming back. I must admit, I thought she was the killer. Yeah. Um, because I said, it goes, or is she just saying she's not coming back? But is she already there? Um, this movie not, as uh, well I mean I hadn't seen Scream 1, 2, 3, 4 for a long time um, mm. until I, I rewatched them not long ago when we were prepping for getting used to this podcast yeah. and whatnot. this one really solidified to me that she is one of the top f- strongest final girls and strong oh, yeah. as in she will fight to her death yeah. literally she is a strong character I would yeah I mean I was about to say she's, I mean, I'm about to uh, liken her to Laurie Strode. Mm. Um, but actually, Laurie Strode has died twice in the Halloween <laughs> yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably so, a third time this year. Out of all the final girls, she's probably the only one that survived five screen films. Yeah. Um, and I don't think many horror, uh, uh, final girls can actually claim that title. I'm thinking Nancy in nightmare on elm street but she wasn't in five i don't think in, in five in a row um, uh you could also say the girl from hellraiser she survives yeah i can't remember her character's name off the top of my head right uh, now but, um, nope. but as, as, like you said five five consecutive films like that yeah it's impressive so oh, yeah I, I thought i thought gail gail was great courtney cox being gail as that character as a douchey yep uh do she well, she is a journalist right she was a journalist then she's, became a tv think, host yeah yeah i think she she seems like she mellowed a bit um yeah but it was and again when when she meets dewey again back in woodsboro you can feel that like they went through some rough stuff obviously yeah. dewey i felt really bad for dewey because he was like you know he says he was a coward for not just admitting he couldn't take it and i was like you got stabbed nine times by like ghost face and even she was like you're not a coward. You just, it's fine if you can't hack something. Um, you can imagine what their 
their marriage would have been like how toxic oh yeah their their how marriage off screen would have been yeah oh, i I've, i mean i really loved seeing them all come back again um so did I. yeah um, I, it was interesting i didn't realize this but obviously uh so i think sydney gets stabbed so in the end party sydney gets stabbed and gail gets shot turns out gail got shot in the exact same place she got shot back in Screen oh brilliant one. yeah and i was like that's so clever again it's very meta it's like you got stabbed and shot in the same place as the first one you'd be like oh for god's sake again really <laughs> so but these attacks you, know, you probably survive these attacks were happening at the end um we, we we mentioned about said party that amber uh taurus yeah. was hap- having in having in having um all everyone's left the party just like screen one and all the main characters are left the, well, the ones we have left and that's where we discover that amber and richie are the killers and it, it quite really abruptly, does actually yeah quite abruptly and it the ending is very similar to screen one again like it all happens oh, yeah. in the house there's a lot of hide and seek um so let's we'll do a quick rundown of the obviously yeah. the characters that we've got because obviously not all of the characters are with us at this point in time yeah, yeah. um so let's have a quick look at the so obviously we've and got the sam order they die in, maybe? yeah so the order they die in um so let me have a look who's the first one so the first one i think to die was actually vince the douchebag um, yeah, he stabbed in the I, car I, I didn't care for his um his oh, yeah. little um arc his story arc did you catch his tattoo by the way mm, on his arm no it's a friday the 13th mask oh that's great yep um i think vince died just because amber was at that bar scene she was like he's a douchebag i'm gonna kill him um or yeah. one of them was gonna kill him vince uh, was a character actually... you don't get introduced to that yeah that much and he was he's just kind of a side character to our main group of uh kids yeah he's he if you took him out the film it wouldn't have mattered he's not really, he doesn't no um so yeah vince dies first then i think it's the hicks the hicks i lot. think it's deputy judy hicks um, oh that was that i mean he was when they were taunting her you could see like she portrayed that like maternal panic yeah. when he also because obviously they ghostface taunts her and says look i'm gonna go kill your son now and she races home and ghostface murders her like stabs her to death yeah in broad daylight on the doorstep of her house yeah so she's at um, home already with her son they're about to eat dinner. She's going out to get dinner while her son is having a shower. And you, f- yep. you they tease that very well that oh, is, they did, is he going to get killed with the classic um, open the door to the camera, yep. close the door, and then oh. get a jump scare. He's there. But it didn't happen twice. It didn't no. happen. Then we panned to Deputy uh, Judy Hicks in the car, like you said. Yep. Showing the real horror emotion on her face once Ghostface has rung her and telling her, yeah. I'm going to kill your son. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Plus, then, obviously, uh, she's trying to call her son, who's having a shower. Yeah. And I was watching that shower scene going, this is psycho. He's going to kill him in the shower. That would have been um, fantastic. But again, it was another fake out. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, after Judy Hicks is murdered on the... Literally outside her house, which is a first for Scream, which obviously doesn't really happen that much, especially in broad daylight. Yeah, um, that threw me a bit because that was quite a suburban area. It wasn't like yeah. a house and then some wooded area and then another house. It was it was like house, 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 like a an estate in England, you know, they, a regular housing estate. And it yeah. was so broad daylight. Being st- she got stabbed, 
big to see my I mean... obviously my theory is is obviously after the obviously we see judy getting uh judy is murdered obviously wes is then killed um because he thinks his mum's in the house he grabs his taser which is great um he dies actually i mean the kills in this are very brutal i mean he gets stabbed through the side of his neck and that he just brutal. gets watched as he yeah he's just bleeds out slowly and you're like oh my god but my only thought theory is, is obviously there are two killers in yeah. this film is potentially whilst one of them was outside killing the mother was the other one inside killing wes because she calls the cops and she said look everyone has to be outside my house now mm. and the only thing i thought when i was watching that scene was where the hell are all the cops they should have been there way by now yeah it's a small or, town or he'd killed wes and then gone outside waited for the mum's turn and then killed the mum it could be a weird time thing that they did yeah, yeah. Who, who died first was it it was the mum outside first, wasn't it? So you, we see the mum die first, and then Wes yeah. die first, but it could have been Wes died first, and then when the mum got back, he killed the mum. I don't, I don't know. Um, there is a basically... point earlier on in the film with Wes, because he is the son of a deputy police officer, mm. and you know they live in Woodsboro, they're well aware of what's now happening, the ghost face is back. Oh, yeah. He is really on point with guys. Get yourself some self-defense weapons. Oh, yeah. He is he is up there. He knows what he's talking about. And everyone's like, ah, whatever, whatever. You don't... Yeah. Didn't pay off well for him. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. He he got... He was murdered. He got horribly. gut. He got gut. Um, so who was next? I think, uh, I think next was the security guard in the hospital. Yes. The unknown one. Tara, um, um, Tara, th- Tara's right. attack. This bit did actually annoy me. Oh, yeah. So we reference this. This is the same scene where Dewey is killed by Ghostface. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Sam, Dewey, and Richie are racing to get to Tara. Richie is there Richie already. There? No, Richie's in the hospital already, or he's he appeared in the hospital. So it's, yeah, yes, because Dewey, yeah. Dewey, and Sam race from the Hicks murder scene. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So we go from the Hicks murder scene to the hospital. The thing with the hospital, Tara is there, right? She has been a victim of a brutal attack by a, yeah. a, what is about to be a serial killer. Okay. You have one guard on post. Yep. There are zero nurses, zero yeah. staff, zero other patients. I have never known a hospital wing to what? have zero people in it. And I know this has happened in many films before, horror films before, but it annoys oh, yeah. the hell out of me. See, that's, it's interesting that you brought it up because again, obviously we had we talked about the potential plot hole which is amber is only five three and the killer is six yeah. foot and above again that's another plot hole which is that hospital would be packed and if you evacuated the whole hospital she would have gone with them yeah why would you leave um, one lone patient in this yeah. if you're going to move everyone um, else out why leave her i know it's it's very odd um I mean, yeah. my, I, we'll get into a little quick meta thing in a moment because I think potentially they knew what they were doing with that. Okay. Um, right. But going back to the, the character breakdowns, I think that's actually it until the big party scene. Um, yeah, because we already referenced is. Dewey. Um, um, and then it's the big party. Yeah. So the big party, obviously, Tara... Oh, there was a, there's a, it's really... I mean, I must admit. So Sam Carpenter is going through all this crap. She's realised that she's the target of the the next ghost face obviously sydney at this point has arrived uh come back and she's now trying to give her advice which is like you know hey just so you know you've got to help us kill him which is a great line it's like look uh we need you to help us kill Ghostface. it's like you want me to help you commit murder and they're just straight up they're like yeah yes yes we do 
but weirdly enough i mean she's going through all this crap and then she's like yeah no that's your problem that's your life not mine we're off and i was like you're sounds living- like a, sounds like a you problem or like <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a you problem i'm like you're literally reliving the events of 25 years ago it's like people have told you it's like you're the new sydney and even sydney was like yeah by the way this this isn't just contained to woodsboro this guy it's you know he's not like he's jason Voorhees who's stuck on camp crystal lake yeah um and I must admit that bit bugged me about her was when she was like, yeah, we're just going to leave. And I was like, all right, okay. You've just literally dissed the original like Sydney. And even Gail points that out to her. She's like, look, you're living, you know, you wanted to know what happens in the original. And she's like, this is the original. Sydney is the original. Yeah. Use um, her for research and information yeah. to help with what is happening to you right now. But they're like, no, we're just going to get out of town. Yeah. Um, obviously they don't get... They don't get far. Basically, Tara is asthmatic, which was quite a nice change. Don't really see asthmatic people. Um, and I like also a... like that that was the little MacGuffin. It was the inhaler yeah. that brought them to the party. That's yep, all yep. it was. So obviously, they turn up at the Maker House. Um, big party going on. Um, there's a great little minute between Mindy and Amber where they're both in the basement. Yeah, and they're talking fantastic. about, right, yeah. It's like, you shouldn't follow me alone in the basement. And there's this really creepy back and forth between the two of them, but where you're like, okay, which one of you is the killer here? Well, okay. Yeah. I was genuinely at the point of like, is is, is Mindy the killer? Wait, See, no, is Amber the killer? It. Is Mindy the I killer? Would have, I would have loved it if it was the Meek siblings. Because how funny would that have been if you get the two, the one of the girls who knows the rules like the back yeah. of her hands and you could beat the system. Um, but yeah, I hadn't actually thought I mean, about that. The siblings It'd be would amazing. Have been a fantastic way yeah. to it. Um, mm. So obviously they turn up at the party. Amber, as soon as you hear the word Amber say the words, the party's over. Everyone leaves apart from the main characters. You're like, okay, here we go. This is act three. Um, so basically Liv runs in covered in... Oh yeah, no, Chad at this point has been stabbed horribly outside, hasn't he? Yeah. Now, He's not dead, this, this but... was another, one of the last things that bothered me. Oh yeah, this this guy got hit. In what looked like his um, is it is it the female artery, female female artery? The yeah, one in the your the one in your thigh. That one is one of the most important ones in your body. And oh, he yeah. got he got stabbed right there, and he <laughs> got admit, stabbed repetitively in his gut. I actually thought he'd been stabbed in the nuts, um, and I was like, I mean, oh, that's yeah, as bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> that as so bad. <laughs> but to um, see him survive at the end, I was like, wait. I know. No, you should be dead. <laughs> yeah. And even Liv says, I've just found Chad's body outside. And you're kind of like, even then you're yeah. like, oh, it's Liv. Um, but yeah, surprising. It's not. Um, basically, Amber goes, oh, it's not you. She brings out a gun, blows her brains out. Um, she does a fake even, out. Does a fake out. And even stands there and literally just goes, welcome to act three. And you're like, oh, all right. Getting meta again. Here we go. The fake um, out was brilliant because it, oh, she it was. transitioned from the, I'm so scared. I don't know whether, who's the killer. It's me bang it yes. was so sudden i didn't i didn't see that coming i did not no, see that coming at all took me by surprise um, i had a feeling richie might be into it because as uh, the yeah. trope the love interest the trope, yep. why why would we not think that but amber is, hell no they i mean again they even metawise it in the film they even turn around i think it's even richie it was like dewey told you guys who did it it was like yep. he even pointed at me and said don't trust him he's probably the killer you didn't listen um, to us. But I think basically at this point in time, this is obviously the end scene. Yeah. Uh, apart from Liv, 
I think Mindy is stabbed, but she survives off screen. Oh no, she does survive because uh, Sydney finds her um, after shooting Amber a few times, which is a great scene, isn't it? Um, Amber, Amber rushes takes... out the house. She takes a beat. God, God bless she? Amber. God bless her. Like <laughs> she takes she, a you, pounding. You could say she was hot. Yeah. For yeah. killing. Ah. Oh. Yeah, oh, man, it's so. F- I must admit, I was sitting again. I was like, as far as like killing a killer goes, that's probably so over the top. I mean, she gets, she rushes out the house, screaming and crying that it's someone's in the house murdering Sydney and Gail. Just like, nah, fuck you. We know it's yeah. you. Shoot her a few times. She goes back in the house. Um, oh yeah, she gets horribly. Yeah. So what? So basically, yeah. I'm trying yeah to Amber think, is I'm trying to Amber is cornered. Amber has uh, Gail and Sydney in the kitchen. Uh, a nice yes, playback right. to the first film where they're the exposition yep. scene in the kitchen of why we killed them, who, why we've been doing all this and whatnot. Yeah. Richie's there. That's where they explain that they're the horror fanatics and they want to make a new stab and this is the way they're going to yep. do it. Yep. Obviously, Gail and Sydney have been through this shit many times before. They know oh, how yeah. to fight back and that's where it happens. Sam is also there. Sam is the one that takes down Richie in a very brutal way. Um, yeah. Very, very, very brutal way. Um, I, I Amber, can't describe that anymore. It's yeah. She comes out of her shell there. That's her best acting performance, in my opinion. She the goes killing of Richie. She goes to town on him. Oh yeah, full on psychotic breakdown. She has yeah. on him. Um, this is obviously when Richie's running around asking about his, you know, his ending in his film, and she's like, "No, nah, I don't care." Well, she no. she sits his throat at the end, doesn't she? She. Um, um. Yeah. Yeah. Quite brutal. After, whilst mirror Billy Loomis, who appears randomly throughout this film. Um, just kind of casually looks on like, yeah, yeah, cool. That was um, one thing I wanted to mention. Sorry. Um, you mentioned earlier about Ghostface's voice and how well it's yes. transitioned over the years. I thought they made Billy look fantastic and it was Skeet. It was Yeah, Skeet they did. It was, yeah. He looked, I mean, obviously he's so much older now, but he looked great in the visions that Sam was having of him. I did. Uh, and one thing I did find was slightly amusing was the fact that he appears as he looked when he died in the first mm. film. And of course she would not know that no. she wouldn't know what it looked like. I think that was, which I, I think was, it's just one of those nitpicky things. I think, um, well, technically he was even alive when she was born. Yep. No. So yeah, go fun <laughs> little, uh, trivia for you. Um, also we talked about a few plot holes, like with Amber, not being tall enough. Um, the other major plot hole that this film has, um, is in the film they clearly state this the first uh, event happened 25 years ago from the release of scream 5 uh, so billy loomis died 25 years ago and when sam is explaining to tara about the fact that she is billy loomis's daughter uh she states that she was 13 when she found out the diaries about her mother and she said that billy loomis is the birth father she leaves woodsboro when she was 18 and returns in this film when she's 23 which, of course, makes it vir- which actually, well, not virtually impossible. It makes it impossible for her to actually be Billy's daughter because he would have died two years before, well, eight, what, nine months, a year and a bit, a year yeah. and three months before she would even have been conceived. So, again, I don't know if they meant to release this slightly earlier or they had to re edit it to coincide with the new release date. But, yeah, again, the plot hole is. It will be virtually impossible. Well, it is. It's impossible for her to be the daughter. So if you took out all the Billy stuff, 
um, the film still makes sense. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, I I think they were just trying to link it back to Billy, but yeah, obviously that was a bit of a mistake they made. Um, either that, or she's just obsessed with Billy, and she just thought, oh, "I'm just going to pretend I'm her daughter." Um, <laughs> yes, there you go. Scream Six. It's actually Sam Carpenter and Stu Maker. Um, it's basically Billy and Stu back again. <laughs> exactly, it's Billy and Stu back. It all together. comes back around. Yeah. So um, yeah. To sum up, uh, we mentioned about Amber and Richie being the killers. Um, they get their just desserts at the end. Oh yeah, they do horrifically. Um, I mean, and we're left standing tall with Sydney and Gail. Um, yeah, quick, obviously we obviously Tom referenced. You know, Amber was hot for killing. Basically, Amber is stabbed, shot, burnt alive on the cooker, and then finally has her brains blown out by um, Tara. Yeah, she ain't going to be in Scream Six. No, definitely not. So yeah, that's where the end of the Scream 5 ends. Obviously, yeah, like you said, we got the Sydney Gale. Uh, we got the two meek kids. And basically, recreates in the screen, pans out. We've got the news reporter covering the fact that it happened 25 years ago. The second chapter, as she says, ended here. Um, and there's a cool little dedication to Wes Craven, which shows... Uh, a ghost face kind of wiping his blade as he bows uh, which i think was really touching actually because uh, this is the only screen film that wasn't directed by wes craven yeah. um which is quite nice so yeah that's kind of where screen five ends i think i think if you were to end it there as a franchise that probably be quite well done because they kind of set out what they wanted to do which was the whole message was you know recalls and things a lot of them don't work yeah. Um, a lot of them, and the fans get really annoyed. Um, obviously, we'll go into obviously the biggest one we'd like to see we drawn, which we've drawn a lot, is Halloween Kills. Which, yeah. I love it or hate it. We obviously didn't like it. Um, but I think they, you, they did it well. If you do continue I mean, it, do you call it Scream 6? That is the problem. Yeah. I think. Because they've already. They've already played the meta part in calling it Scream and not Scream 5. That was the point yeah. of calling it Scream. If you call oh, it Scream yeah. Six, you've completely just gone against the whole the meta side of uh, Scream Five and just calling it Scream Six. Oh, we're back to normal. We're carrying it on Scream Six, Seven, Eight, Nine, whatever. It doesn't yeah. have the same impact. I, I mean, personally, I hope that they don't, um, because I mean, obviously, Ghostface is one of the obviously Ghostface is you know he's up there with the kit the you know, the big slasher killers. Yeah, but I would say he's not got the pull of Freddy. I mean, to be fair, we haven't had a Freddy movie in donkey's years. Thank God. From like 20, about, it's about 11 years. I think since the last one yeah. came out, um, haven't had a Friday the 13th movie action in a while either. That was 2009. 2009. Yeah. Um, so actually a lot of the, apart from Michael and, uh, Leatherface slash films aren't actually the, I mean, or iconic slash iconic franchise slash films yeah they're not have kind of stopped a bit i mean obviously you've got new ones like terrifier um actually yeah there's not a lot of slashes out there nowadays um the collector the collector in that sense but there's only two of them there is meant to be a third one coming but there's no big franchises really at the moment saw Um, would have been the last one yeah saw would have been the last one spiral 
Um, and I think Scream has kind of touched on that. It's like, you know, they said, you know, you got these big franchises. Eventually they try to remake them or reboot them. And actually they fans are kind of like, it's the same thing again, though, which is yeah. why I think this one worked because, I mean, they effectively they just remade Scream. Yeah. Um, and they make they make fun of that. Um, I completely agree. Do you, this is what? this would end it. This would cap it off perfectly as a franchise, yeah. in my opinion. I, I mean, I, if they made a Scream Six, I'd probably see it only if they brought back Stu. If they brought back Stu, because I'd be like, it'd be kind of cool to have like Stu out of prison, and he goes, you know what? I'm going back. I'm finishing things with Sydney. It's either she'll die or I'll die. One of the two. Um, they bring Stu cool. back. Stu back with your theory. That would yeah, be good. If, I, I'd like if, that. If Stu was actually in this and he was the mastermind and he was running around, that might make an interesting Scream 6. Yeah. But as a franchise as a whole, I wouldn't be too fussed if this was the last way they left it. Nope. I completely um, agree. I agree. Dang it. I mean, going off quick, talking about quickly about the future. Ah, uh, the, pro- the problem is, as much as I would love to see a great film with like some of the iconics. Most of them lately have just been naff. Yeah. Um, obviously the latest Halloween films. Yeah. Halloween 2018. Oh, we're was butchering all right. that, aren't we? <laughs> well, Halloween 2018 was all right. Yeah. Halloween kills. It was just weird. There was some, yeah. there was major things we both did not like about that film. I doubt we're going to get a new Friday the 13th film anytime soon. Mm. Again, with Freddy, you're like, well, how, where do you take it? It's just gonna be the same thing. A lot of the the, I, I would like to see new slashes, new I want new, new franchises, yeah. new franchises. Yeah. As as much as I love the old ones, I would love to. See, that's why I like Terrify. You had Art the Clown, who was new, and actually, if you compare him to certain slashes, he's he's very, he's a lot more violent, um, and he does it all. Well. And the thing is, he doesn't say a thing, but he's a mime. So actually. You're like, well, okay, that kind of works. But I mean, yeah, I'd like to see new slashes. But I think some of the old ones, they're kind of, they're just a bit tired. They are, um, but it's, it's unfortunate. It's because horror, horror is still not at, it's still not what it was once no. was. Wes brought it back Old in the nineties. Yeah, Wes brought yeah. it back in the nineties, and we got the screen. We got the I know what you did last summer's. We got the teen slashes in the nineties. Yep. 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 We got carried through to the 2000s and then mid 2000s onwards, we it it just died, it off. started to go back downhill again, and it's still never really recovered. No. And it probably never, it will never be at the peak as like the 80s were, yeah, 80s, 70s. Was- we'll never get that because back then there wasn't much competition apart from I don't know how to describe it. There was no Marvel back then, and unfortunately, Marvel is the monopoly of cinema these days, nowadays, yeah. Um, I just yeah, out, when was the when was the actual last Halloween film? Oh, it was, the, you, it was the reboots they did, wasn't it? Yeah. Which ones? Would you mean? Do you mean in, which canon are you talking about? <laughs> if you would so, if you would ignore the Rob Zombie ones, yeah. So Halloween Resurrection done. was yes two thousand two. So there was a there was a yeah nineteen year gap. Halloween um, Resurrection, the Big know. Brother one. Yeah, I think with Buster Rhymes. Like yeah, exactly. Buster Rhymes Roundhouse like kicking. Oh my god! Yeah, I would like them to kind of end Scream franchise now. Let me just have a look. Future. 
of course they've expressed it in making future films the, the thing with like my final thought on this is the problem with established horror franchises mm. is you know what's coming you know what's coming yeah and you're like i know i'm rooting for the villain now it's that's just the way it goes um I would like, I mean, my thought is I would like to see new Halloween, new, not Halloween, Halloween. I'm not looking forward to the new Halloween film, say that. I would like to see new slashes, but contained to like three movies. And they're like, you get Halloween, you get, I don't know, say you had, I don't know, a slasher about a butcher who carves up people. Yep. or something and it calls it's the butch trilogy you get the butcher part one you're introduced to him he comes back into two you build up this massive like story it's building up to big battle and in the end part part three you have the big blowout the big act free murder lot do you know what it. you just described the lord of the rings trilogy yeah pretty much and those you can summarize to they are three acts act one yeah. three up. acts in the film act one the build up the introduction the the, yeah. the beginning of the story, you get Fellowship of the, the Ring, characters. introducing everything. Act two is your your middle. You know, it's your, yeah. it's, it's, your it's your burger. It's the but it's the burger bit of the bun. You know, it's the meat of the yeah. It's the meat of it. The 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 war. The, the, the exposition. The story. Yeah. Everything. Help, which is two towers. Return of the king. The payoffs. The, the payoffs. Yes. The end. Everything. And uh, yeah, that's what it could be—a a horror yeah. trilogy where it just sticks to a trilogy. You have Act One, Act Two, Act Three, and it's just film one, yeah. two, and three. And that I think work. a lot of the—I think a lot of the original ones will go in that way, um, yeah. because you had uh, so Hellraiser was meant to be just part one and I think part two, something mm-hmm. like that, and then that was it. Friday the Thirteenth was Friday Four, was that was it? Yeah. And then they were kind of like, let's make some more. That's why um, Tom Savini came on for it because he was told it's going to be the final one. Yeah, and I, it I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean they keep making. Them. I would, so I would like to. I, if any, there's any horror director out there who's got a good idea, make it a three-part film. Because I think the thing is, if you're, yeah, about a butcher, <laughs> if your slasher is very well written, you give him a great backstory, you kill off loads of daft people who you know are going to get died off. Yeah, and then you kill the the slasher off at the end. Even if the slasher's dead at the end, if they if they're that well written, they will become iconic and they yep. will be remembered. Because um, I think the people will have is, closure. Yeah, I think if you keep rolling them out, eventually over time, people are like I I just don't care. It's it's Jason. He's gonna die at the end. He's gonna kill people. That's it. That's exactly um, it. And it loses the effect sadly. So there you go. That's exactly it. I think I comp- I hundred percent agree with that. The one thing with Scream that I think can get away with it is, like we said to begin with, it's a Scooby-Doo murder mystery. Oh, yeah. You don't know who the killer is. Jason is Jason. Yeah. Freddy is Freddy. Leatherface is whatever his real name is. Uh, Sawyer. He's one of the Sawyer oh, family. Yeah. Sawyer, yeah. You, Ghostface is the name of what it looks like. There's yeah. no name for the killer until you find out who the killer is. No, so true. that, in a way, kind of keeps you on the keeps you on the interesting side a bit. It's like, oh actually who could it be rather than it be right it's jason again we know it's jason he's gonna kill these people we know it's ghostface but we don't know who it is and how it interacts with yeah. the rest of the story there's a there's, it's, it's, it's a bit of a tangent going off scooby-doo but there's a book i read <laughs> it was called um it was called those meddling kids and okay. of course i saw it and i was like oh that must be scooby-doo 
And each of the characters is very much one of the characters from Scooby-Doo. It's, yeah. I, it's clearly them. Um, but it's never directly implied that it's based on the Mystery Gang. Uh, but it's a darker storyline. And initially they said, oh, when we were younger, we formed a detective group around this little summer town they used to go around. And they used to try and solve mysteries um, with their dog. Mm. And then they all grew up years later. They all go through life. Some of them become bitter. Um, they become older. They're a bit more, you know, wary of life and stuff. And they get brought back to this town because, there's again, there's something that's happening. And they all get sucked in. And one of them, I think it's the shaggy character, yeah. brings back a descendant of the original dog. And they go, it's literally a Scooby-Doo mystery. Okay. But okay. with swearing, uh, there's a bit of sex in there. It's darker. The characters are a bit more, you know, warped by world. And yeah. I sat there going, if someone made that a film, it would be so funny. Um, what's it called? What's the, it called again? It's called, uh, what's it called? It's called Those Meddling Kids. I'll drop okay. the book off to you so you can read it. Yeah, um, interesting. But yeah, you read it and you're like, it's Scooby-Doo. But as if the Scooby-Doo gang grew up and went, oh my God, life sucks. Or like such and such. Um, yeah. It's a great, it's a great book. Um, oh man, I'd love to see that. I really hope someone makes it into a film now. Sounds like it could work as a film. Yeah. Oh, it could. Yeah. There you go. So there's, your, are, there's your little tangent there. Where are we going? Where are we going? From here? From here onwards, T. Where are we going from here onwards? Well, I think the next episode, but obviously we're... We're on screen. Obviously, the next big... In our future. In our future. Um, obviously, the next big film that's coming out is obviously the Texas... Is Well, sorry. Texas. Get rid of that the. Get rid of it. Get rid of the. <laughs> um, which, obviously, we'll cover probably later this month. Obviously, the end of this month comes out whenever it comes out. Um, obviously, next episode, we're going to take a look at our Scream franchise. Yeah, we'll get... So we're going to... Gonna deeper into the actual franchise oh, yeah. as a we're going to dive back into screen one to four yeah uh we'll have a look at why why they were great why they weren't so great um get some like trivia trivia bits for you etc etc and then i think after that we're going to take a look at we're going to take a look at a little horror game aren't we i think so we're dive into the world of horror games um i think so i don't think we've chosen a horror game yet but i think we're i think i'm we've sure we can we're gonna. We probably go back to the originals, won't we? We'll start at the like the Resident the Evil, Silent Hill, the classic horrors. Um, and then I think after that, we've got a little special episode for you where we'll. Uh, do is that the one we fives. need to basically record, re-record? Yeah, that is the top the, fives. Yeah, the missing reel. That is the missing reel of our film. <laughs> the missing two and a half hours that yeah. we vanished. That is the, the film reel that got a bit damaged and uh, we yeah. need to re refilm it, re record it. Well, so, chances yeah. are we'll real, real, that's a hard word to say, we'll refilm it. And then as soon as we save it, we're like, oh, there's the other footage. It was there. Yeah. Because who knew talking yeah. about 10 films takes a long time? Yeah, we, we thought it would only take about an hour. Uh, then three hours later, we we're like, oh my God, we have to stop. And this is why we shouldn't be allowed to record a podcast. No, because we will just talk for hours and hours and hours. That's why, literally, recording this podcast, we've been sitting there going, okay, it's been 15 minutes. All right, stop, stop. <laughs> yes. So, uh, to you listeners out there, we hope you enjoyed this uh, first yeah. inaugural episode of the Super Horror Nerds. I was about to say cast yeah. then. I was about I, to say I, cast. I, yep. The Super, Super Horror, Horror Nerds. Nerds. Um, hope you can join us for the rest of our podcast, our adventure nice. into the world career. of horror. Yeah. Um, where can people find us T where can they find you 
Uh, so you can find me on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's Search for Tainted Souls. Um, you'll find the picture of the my little ghost mascot across all of them. You won't really find anyone else with that name. So No, I don't think you will. Yeah. I, I, I think, think I'm pretty very covered. easy to find. Yeah. Um, and myself. Where can they um, find you? We, well, we are both little sm- small streamers on the Twitch side. We do yeah, stream right. the odd uh, the odd video game on video the, game. Twitch, the Twitch program. Um, you can find me on Twitch at Gaming Grindhouse. Um, all one word. On yeah. Twitter. On the Twitter. That is Tom yeah. Grindhouse. We only just realized that we weren't following each other on Twitter before we record yeah, this podcast. that's great, isn't it? Yeah, we actually only met a couple of days ago, so we just figured... Yeah. We met on the street and go, hey, you've got a horror shirt on, let's record yep. a podcast. No, there that's a lie. That's, that's a complete lie. Yeah, no. Can you imagine? Can you that imagine? That was so funny. On a whim, just, hey, you. Oh, let's what's, do it. Oh, you're wearing a Scream t-shirt. Yeah, so are you. Oh, let's record a podcast. All right. We just like each other. We just like each other. It's good. A bunch of horror nerds. Um, so yeah, that was the Twitch and Twitter. Oh, and the Gaming Grindhouse on YouTube, where I yeah. will hopefully uh, requal, requal or remake or reboot that channel in the coming weeks because it because of COVID, it took a bit of a pause for content. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll look at. We've got some other plans for a few more social media things, but um, and they're still in development. As far as this show, you will be yeah. able to find it on all the places you listen to music on your devices and podcasts such as Spotify, iTunes, Apple iTunes, um, Stitcher, I believe we'll get it on Stitcher. Oh. And I believe I can get it on SoundCloud as well because that's the free one. But people don't want to listen to SoundCloud on their phone. You can, you can I suppose, watch, listen to it on YouTube. You can. It will be on our YouTube uh, channels. Yep. And I believe that is it. Send us it, a yeah. follow on our Twitters. Check us out on Twitch. Check us out on our YouTubes. If you do listen to us on YouTube, do leave a comment. Um, let us know what you thought about the episode. If there's anything we can change, slightly make better, because um, this is a good learning curve for us. So uh, we've we've taken notes as we've recorded this, but yeah, do let us know uh, what we could I'm, do better. That'd be great. I got one one question to finally ask. Oh yeah. What's your favorite scary movie?